Most of us remember our favorite childhood stories, whether they were funny, scary, taught a lesson, or put us to sleep. No matter the type, parents were asked to read them more than once, and we have to give credit to our parents for bringing the tales to life with their sound effects and crazy voices that they would attempt to use for each character. As we get older, we venture into adulthood. Some of us have children, others don't, but we become so entangled in our work, family, life, etc. We tend to forget the stories of past times. One of my favorite old-time tales is that of Little Red Riding Hood. There are approximately 58 versions of this story, some dated to be as old as a thousand years. It started out as one version, and once it hit the tongues of many, warped into it being written in different ways. The earliest documented written published version, which was authored by Charles Perrault in 1697, he included this story in his collection, which I think we all know, Mother Goose Tales. If you look into the way that he laid out this story, it is quite dark, which I won't get into the specifics because this episode is geared toward younger children. The most notable version is authored by the Brothers Grimm, or Grimm Brothers, however you know them by. It was written in 1812, but I think they all have the same takeaway, the lesson, which is love and obey your family and never talk to strangers. Tonight, I wanted to offer my version of Little Red Riding Hood, but I'm entitling it The Three Princesses, The Wolf, and The Magical Red Cape. I'm dedicating this story to my grandbabies, Luna, Lily, and Sunny Kay, and of course to any of you who have children, or if you don't, that's okay. If you're listening, you have a childlike heart, as I do. So stay tuned. Let's get settled in. This is Farah, and you're listening to The Conversation Cabin. Set back in early medieval times, there stood a castle, built with the best bricks and stones, some even with flakes of gold that glistened when the sun hit them just right. The castle had the highest tower of all the lands and was known to hold something magical, unique. The name of the castle, Vladmira, was the home of King and Queen Stumps and they had the most beautiful three young daughters, Princess Luna, Princess Lily, and Princess Sunny Kay. The girls loved to play out in the gardens of the castle grounds, skipping around the blossoming fruit trees, hiding behind the lavender bushes, stopping to smell the roses that were all different colors of red, white, pink, and yellow. Today was a special day, though as their grandmother, Queen Mother Parnissipi, was on her way by horse and carriage to pay a visit to the family. She hadn't seen her daughter, the Queen, in quite some time, and she missed her grandbabies very much and thought it'd be nice to bring them a few gifts. As Grandmother Parnissipi slowly pulled up on the cobblestone road in front of the castle, 
The sound of the horseshoes clacking made the three princesses stop in their tracks and listen, as they knew it was a familiar sound. The girls started running through the gardens, darting through the trees, trying to outrun each other to try and be the first one to run and jump into their grandmother's arms. Out of breath, the princesses grabbed onto Grandmother Parnissipi's legs, hugging tight. Grandma, I can't believe you're here, they shouted. Of course, my little ones. I've missed you all so much. King and Queen Stunts could hear the commotion outside, so they quickly ran down the hall, opened the big wooden door of the castle, and greeted the Queen Mother as well. Once everyone said their hellos, they all returned inside to let Parnissipi get settled in her room, put away her belongings, and get cleaned up for the welcoming dinner. The royal dining table was filled with cooked pig, braised ribs, the freshest vegetables, warm pies and cakes and juices to wash it all down. After all bellies were full, the king, queen, Grandmother Parnissipi and the princesses got washed up, warm in their pajamas to turn into bed for the night. As they all blew their candles out by their bedsides, the three little girls were still giggling, not yet settled down from their joyous day. Princess Luna heard something. Distant voices. Shh! I hear Mama and Papa talking to Grandma. The girls now silent were listening intently. Princess Lily crawled out of her bed, tiptoed over to their cold wooden bedroom door, and put her ear up against it. They're talking about the secret room? Sonny Kay said, Um, I don't know about any secret room. Lily then said, Well, there is. Let's wait until they go to bed for the night and try to find it. So the girls waited patiently. Once the voices stopped, they grabbed a few lit candles and they snuck out of their room quietly, holding their breath as they passed their parents' rooms. Let's go this way, said Lily. No, let's go this way, Luna whispered loudly. They made many lefts, many rights, sometimes reaching a dead end, turning around, going back another way, until they stopped frustrated. Ugh. I don't see any secret room, said Lily. She then placed her hand on a certain part of the wall to somewhat brace herself and take a break from all of the walking they'd done when suddenly the wall moved ever so slightly and their mouths dropped. They cautiously pushed the wall a little more to create an opening that they could fit through and they came to a set of stairs that led down. I don't like this, said Sunny Kay. Grab our hands, said Luna and Lily, and they started down the stairs. It was getting dark, scary. What will be down at the bottom, they all wondered. As they reached the last step, they held up their candles to shed light in the room. Beautiful red cape. It was hanging in an open display, lit by a candle on each side. The girls walked slowly up to it in amazement. Wow, have you ever seen anything so beautiful, said Lily. 
I want to wear it, said Luna. No, Luna, you don't want to rip it or get in trouble, said Sunny K. Oh, I won't hurt it, said Luna. We can take turns, though, as Luna climbed up on the platform, getting closer to the cape. It started moving and sparkling. She felt a static-like charge as she grabbed the cape and threw it over her shoulders, buttoning the top to keep it on her. How do I look? Luna asked. You look beautiful, sissy, said the supportive sisters. Luna started dancing around, twirling with the cape to make it move with the wind of the twirl. My turn, my turn, said Sunny. Not yet, give me a few more minutes. As Luna was finishing her time, she fluffed her blonde curly hair, did one last spin, pointed to Lily and said, Okay, it's your turn. But as she pointed, a red rose suddenly appeared on the floor by Lily's feet. They all stepped back in awe. Um, how did you do that, sissy? I don't know, Luna said. I was just thinking of how the red roses in our play garden matched the color of this pretty cape and boom. There's a rose. Can you do it again? Lily and Sunny Kay yelled in unison. Um, I don't know. I can try. Luna squinted her eyes hard and a few seconds later, a baby carriage appeared by Sunny Kay. Yay, thank you, sissy. I needed another one. Lily gasped. It's magic. With all three of their mouths agape, they stood silent, just soaking it all in. But the fun would soon end as the girls heard distant footsteps above, singling. It was time to go back to their beds. Luna took off the magic cape, hanging it back on its special post. Let's go, said Luna and Lily, grabbing Sunny's hand. As they quietly went up the castle steps, Lily stopped and looked back one last time, but then once again grabbed Sunny's hand and continued upward. They slowly snuck out of the secret wall, all three then pulling it back to make sure that it was closed and snug. The girls rushed back to their rooms, jumped in their beds, pulled up their covers, and drifted off to sleep, hoping to have wonderful dreams of the special find that they had found. The next morning... As the smell of bacon and eggs slowly drifted into their rooms, each of the princesses' eyes popped open, ready to start the day. What adventure will they get into today? The girls changed into their play clothes, tied ribbons in their hair, each one being a different color. Luna red, of course, Lily lavender, and Sunny K yellow. And they bolted out of their rooms, running to the breakfast area. They scooped up a few pieces of bacon and some toast, and they were running towards the castle entrance door when suddenly... Um, ladies, where may I ask that you're going to in such a hurry? Asked their grandma. Lily, getting a little nervous, started to say, Um, so last night, but Luna stepped in, front of Lily, pushing her behind her, and then said... Oh, we're just going out to the garden to play house. Oh, well, okay then, Grandma said, as she kind of squinted with her eyes and tilted her head, sensing that something smelled a little fishy. Bye, Grandma, the girls yelled and ran out the door, 
but Luna was steering them past the gardens to the back entrance door. Where are we going? Sunny Kay asked. To get the magic cape, yelled Luna. They reached the back wooden door of the castle and Luna told them to stay there, keep guard as she would go and grab the cape. So Lily and Sunny Kay kept quiet, backs against the castle bricks, looking left, right, making sure they could see if anyone was coming. A few minutes later, Luna returned with the cape in her little play sack. Come on, she said. Let's go to our tree house in the woods. Yay, they all shouted, and they ran as fast as their little feet could carry them. Once they made it to the tree house, the older girls, Luna and Lily, grabbed the rope that would bring the ladder down. And as the ladder touched the ground, all three girls worked together to make sure that it was placed properly against the trees so they could each one at a time climb up to the treehouse porch. Once they reached the top, they sat down on the porch, Indian style, as Luna pulled the magic cape out of her bag. Wow, it's more sparkly in the daytime, said Luna, said Sunny Kay. Well, what do you want me to make now, Luna asked. How about some baby dolls for my new drawer? said Sunny. Aw, shucks, isn't there anything else you want? You have too many baby dolls that it is already, yelled Luna. You're not the roller of everything, Luna, said Lily. And the girls started bickering about what the next special gift should be when all of a sudden... Hello up there. The girls stunned, went silent, and Luna whispered, Who is that? Again, hello. Who is this gruff voice coming from the ground below, they thought. The girls got up on their knees and quietly crawled to the opening of the porch where the ladder was and peered down, seeing a burly gray wolf. Hello there, he again said. My name is Gruff. I overheard you yelling at each other and wanted to see what all the commotion was. How do you do, he asked. Oh, we're fine. We're, um, uh, just playing, Lily said, a little startled. Oh, you were playing, I see. I'll be on my way then. Wait, Luna yelled. Do you want to see our tree house? No, that's all right. I best be going. I have to find dinner for tonight, replied Gruff. Well, where do you live, Mr. Gruff? asked Sunny. Well, I don't have a home right now, but I'm hoping one day I will. And you can all visit me to say hello. I don't have much money these days. I'm old and can't do a lot of work anymore. Um, one second, Mr. Gruff, said Lily, as she pulled Luna and Sunny's shirts to bring them back from the opening. I know what we can do, whispered Lily. Let's give the nice old Mr. Gruff a new home. That's what we should do. We have tons of toys and stuff. Yeah, said Sunny. Let's do that. Luna agreed, and all at once the girls yelled, Hang on, Mr. Gruff, we're coming down. The princesses climbed down the ladder one by one, and when they reached the ground, they saw Mr. Gruff was a tall wolf. He had salt and pepper strands of fur that glimmered, depending on how the sun was hitting it. He had an old captain's hat placed on his head where his ears could stick out of each side, and they wiggled as he would smile. Mr. Gruff 
We want to do something nice for you, said Luna. Will you come with us, said Lily. Luna and Lily grabbed Mr. Gruff's paws, and they started walking down the path, going just a tad bit deeper into the woods, where there was an open, sun-filled spot with daffodils and dandelions. Once they reached the middle of the area, Luna put on the magic red cape, shook her shoulders a bit for the cape to drape on her just right, and then she pointed her finger, closed her eyes, and poof! A little A-framed log cabin appeared, surrounded with all the yellow flowers to snuggle it in. Oh my, gasped Mr. Gruff. I, it, is this for me? Sure we is, exclaimed Sunny Kay. Let's go inside. As Gruff opened the door of his new home, he saw all of the furnishings, a new table to eat from, a wood-burning stove ready to be used to make a hot meal, a nice, fluffy, comfy bed filled with feathers, dried meats hanging from the ceiling ready to eat. I can't believe it. No one has ever done anything so nice for me, Gruff whimpered, wiping a tear from his eye. You deserve it, sir, Luna said. I know wolves get a bad rap, but you seem nice, and we don't need anything. We'd rather give you something special. Well, you girls promised to visit me. I, I don't know how I could ever repay you, he said. Lily chimed in, smiling, saying, You just tried to do something nice for the next stranger that you come across. Mr. Gruff put out his paw and said, That's a deal and he shook each one of the princess's hands. It's getting late. We, we better get home, said Luna. Goodbye, Mr. Gruff. We will see you soon, though. Enjoy your new home. And the girls scooted out the door, running back through the daffodils and dandelions, reaching the edge of the woods, ran back through the maze of gardens, and once they reached the back castle door, they stopped to catch their breath with Luna saying, Okay. You know what to do. I'll be right back. Again, Lily and Sunny kept watch as Luna ran down the set of mystery steps to hang the magic red cape back in its place. She ran back up the steps as fast as possible, opening the back door, letting her sisters in. They went to their room, taking turns washing their hands before dinner. When they were done changing into clean clothes, they started heading for the dining room. When they heard a familiar voice. <clears throat> Ladies, where are we running to again now? Asked Granny Felicity. Each princess turned around slowly, looking white as a ghost. Uh-oh, were they caught? Did Grandma know they found the secret room? The magic red cape? Oh no, they thought we're going to be in big trouble. Their grandma walked up to them slow, arms crossed. The girls thought a strong punishment was on its way. But then, the queen mother, in all of her royalness, bent down so she could look them in their adoring little faces. She smiled and said, What you did today for that nice Mr. Wolf, 
It showed me how your love for others is very strong, and I'm quite impressed. You could have wished for anything that you wanted with the magic cane, yet you wished to help someone that you didn't even know. And I am very proud to be your granny. The girls let out a huge sigh. <sighs> they all thought. Their grandma kissed each one on their foreheads, then put her hands out saying, Now children, let's go get a piece of pie to celebrate. As the three princesses, the queen mother, granny, were all smiling, eating pie, laughing, and being together, old Mr. Gruff was making his own meal, ready to sit down at his new table that had fresh-picked daffodils and a vase atop it. How thankful he was to finally have a home. The lesson of this story is, of course, we should all try to help others. Strangers, the less fortunate, the homeless. It shouldn't matter how they got where they are. It's not for us to know or judge. They just need help. Not everyone is able to crawl out of the hole as easily as others. Remember, we all come from the same place, you and I. Today's quote, I feel, says it all. It's by Andrew Carnegie, and he once was quoted saying, The man who dies thus rich, dies disgraced. I hope you liked this episode. Again, I wrote this story myself. Um, I put a lot of work into it. And as I mentioned at the beginning, it's dedicated to my three beautiful grandbabies, Luna, Lily, and Sunny Kay. I love you all very much. My daughters, Hope and Sierra, mommy loves you always. But for all my new listeners, thank you for giving me a chance. I hope I convince you to stay with me on this journey. Next week for Tuesday's episode, I'm doing a dedication to my listeners from the UK. I'll be covering the Beast of Exmoor and also some other phantom cats as a little thank you. Of course, to my new followers on Instagram and TikTok, thank you for your follow and support. I appreciate all of you. And if you haven't yet, please add me at the conversation cabin. Also, if you have a scary experience that you'd like to share and want to join me on the show, email me at theconversationcabin at gmail.com. I'll see you all again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. So until next time, cabin crew, explore your strange.